tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. That's Benjamin Netanyahu, Israel's Prime Minister, declaring war on Hamas. He promised that Israel would take mighty vengeance after the deadliest attack in Israel for 50 years. But he was also ultimately in charge of the security service that failed to see the attack coming. And critics have said that some of his own policies contributed to that failure. So what does this all mean for the man his supporters call Bibi? We'll have more after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I Benjamin Netanyahu first became prime minister in 1996. He was Israel's first directly elected leader, and its youngest. Since then, he's been elected prime minister twice more, leading right-wing coalition governments. Noga Tarnopolsky is a journalist based in Jerusalem. Over the past, you know, 15 years or so, he has given Israel an outsized diplomatic presence. And under Netanyahu, the Israeli economy has boomed, in part due to a flourishing tech sector. And he's, I think, without question, the most dominant political personality in this country's history. That said, he's not um, problem-free. In 2019, Netanyahu was indicted on charges of breach of trust, fraud and bribery. He denies the charges and has called them an attempted coup. The trial began in 2020, and due to its scale, delays and COVID, it's still going. In 2021, he was voted out of power. At the time, he said he'd be back. And he was. He returned in December 2022, but many of his natural coalition partners wouldn't serve in a government led by a prime minister who was on trial. So the result is he... Ran, he just barely got elected with a barely there coalition of 64 out of 120. And his coalition partners are people who have always been completely outside of the political consensus in Israel. But he boosted them during the election to make sure they would get into parliament. And he now leans on them. He's he's dependent on them in an extraordinary way. One of the first things his new hard-right government did was to begin an overhaul of Israel's judicial system. Opponents have argued that this poses a threat to the country's democracy, and the result has been the biggest wave of protests in Israeli history. The police chief of Israel estimated that 7 million people in total have protested in a population of 10 million. 
and the country has been thrown into volatility and tumult and complete instability because Netanyahu, despite once or twice saying he was pausing things and whatever, basically, if you look at his actions over the last 10 months, what he has tried to do is to advance this agenda. That agenda has been heavily shaped by his hard-right coalition partners and, significantly, includes a shift in policy regarding the West Bank, which is part of the Palestinian territories. Israel would suffer terrible diplomatic penalties if it ever de facto um, annexed the West Bank. This would be a war crime. It is illegal and Israel has committed in international treaties not to do this. So what the government has been trying to do is kind of under the radar, if you will, advance the settlement projects, uh, enforce, um, for example, allow illegal settlements to be, quote, legalized under Israeli law. The US said it was troubled by the government's expansion plans and has attempted to pressure Israel into stopping them. So what impact will the weekend's attack by Hamas have on the politics of Israel? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's hard to describe the magnitude of this disaster. Um, in terms of like a population reference, the equivalent would be if around 10,000 Britons had died in a single terror attack in over a two-day period. And the bodies were still being discovered because that's what Israelis are going through now. It is the most catastrophic security and intelligence failure in the country's history. And though people are still in shock in Israel, you're already starting to get agonized expressions of anger and repudiation against Netanyahu and his ministers. And in this context, I think it's important to remember that Netanyahu has always loved to call himself Mr. Security and really has presented himself, as I was alluding to before, as basically the only guy who knows how to protect Israel. There's also the question of the political strategy leading up to this moment. Supporters of Netanyahu argue that his judicial overhaul is needed and that his approach towards Palestine has been justified. Critics, including the prominent left-leaning newspaper Haaretz, have said that Netanyahu's policies aggravated the situation. Others say he focused on the West Bank to the detriment of security along the border with Gaza. They not only reallocated military resources from the border with Gaza, but they allocated financial resources, possibly intelligence resources. We don't know that yet. We may not know the answer for some time, because for now, Israel is at war with Hamas. The more pressing question for Benjamin Netanyahu is what that war will look like. 
He's announced that the senior opposition figure and former Defence Minister Benny Gantz will join an emergency unity government in his war cabinet. So far, the official leader of the opposition is yet to join. Nobody knows today how long this war will last, but it ties him down. It makes him a prime minister who can only act regarding in regard to this war and who can't advance his own agenda in any way because the people who have joined him for the war cabinet, they do not agree with him politically and they won't support anything like that. For now, the war and the formation of that unity government will insulate Benjamin Netanyahu from any immediate calls to step down. Although, for Noga Tarnopolsky, it's hard to see how he can make yet another comeback. I mean, I'm also living in the fog of war, right? Like everybody else here. But right now, I cannot imagine a scenario in which Netanyahu will survive this politically. But political scientist Yesha Munk can imagine a scenario where Benjamin Netanyahu remains in power. There will be a rally around the flag effect to some extent. And he uh, now has the excuse of a genuinely threatening war to uh, pull various levers to, 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 to sustain and, and, and entrench his position. So, you know, not the most important thing right now, given all of the other stakes. But, you know, it, it's also going to be a perilous time for, the, for sustaining Israel's democracy. But perhaps we should take Israel's political history as our guide. Three previous prime ministers who have overseen military disasters have announced their resignation within two years of those wars ending. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and mixed by Claudia Williams. Hello, I'm Alexi Mostris, host of Who Trolled Amber, the podcast that investigates whether there was an organised trolling campaign against Amber Heard. I'm excited to announce that on Wednesday the 12th of June, I'll be hosting a live event to discuss Who Trolled Amber with Jen Robinson, Amber Heard's lawyer, and Gina Neff from the Mindaroo Centre for Technology and Democracy. It's a great chance to hear insights into the world of celebrity PR, online disinformation, and its effect on all our lives. You can book your place at tortoisemedia.com forward slash book. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like... Wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, 
and monetize their podcast everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>